Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We have another black market bootleg contraband artist edition that we're going to be taking a look at here today. Uh, but first, got to let you guys know that we have a Patreon uh, that you can uh, support the channel and you get all the videos uh, well ahead of time. And if you're at the highest level of support, you're watching this video stream uh, in real time as we are recording it. Uh, plus, you get access to everything that we post before a anybody else. The videos are brought to you also by the books that we make. And this is a spread of the stuff that we have out right now. Crypto Killers Volume 1 of the next Red Room series is uh, up for solicit solicitation in your comic shops. So go to your local shop, put in that pre-order. More news on that later. Uh, Red Room is the focus right now. Hip Hop Family Tree celebrating its 10-year anniversary. X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG. Jimmy has Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive trade paperback in stores right now. The Hulk Grand Design trade paperback is going to be available uh, at the end of February, Plain Janes, uh, Scoop Up Our Books, support the channel, and big, big shouts this week to Manola Hernandez, who, uh, when we posted that Sal Buscema bootleg artist edition that uh, Ian Chowren uh, set up and put together, sent us one copy, sent us two copies actually at this point, uh, you, make, you, you make the video, you grab a couple of snaps, you put it up on the social media, you promote the stuff right, and you have certain responses. Uh, you have the guys who are absolutely lying, who are like, oh, I thought I was the only guy who does that and has no pictures provided. So you ask, prove it. And, and, and you never hear anything. It's crickets. And then you have the other guy who's like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this, man, and shows a bunch of photos of a 450-page mm. Goseki Kojima artisan edition from Lone Wolf and Cub that he constructed himself and has been sitting on for a hot minute. Uh, and he shows pictures off of, the, of, of that. So you get in a conversation and say, dude, how do I get this book? What do I got to do to get this book? And uh, one shows up at, at, at the, the office one. You know, in a couple of days. One. Yeah. Manola, That's not right. You're going to kill the channel, Manola. <laughs> I, um, you know what? As, as people continue to do this and send us stuff, let us know where you're actually having these printed. Yes. Because this is stellar, Ed. Yeah. I looked at this this morning for the first time. I cannot believe this is a print-on-demand book. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, publishers, look at this and then do a copy. Like, commission the guy to design it. We've seen uh, artist editions and we've seen English editions of Lone Wolf and Cub, so we know the license is out there. This is a phenomenal book. Yes, and, and frankly, if the licensed... Lone Wolf and Cub Artist Edition was to get an Artisan Edition, it does not surpass this because they have a finite amount of stuff that they can show off. All that material is in here and so much more. This is the cover painting of, of all the Tanko Bonds. It's so gorgeous and it's so loaded. 450 pages, like, I mean, we could do episodes just on the painted covers. Little Daigoro has the 1999 art school girl haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me Goseki Kojima was not using that Toshihiro Mifune guy as uh, the main reference. It looks like it. For yeah, it sure Igami looks like Ito. it. Ito. I'm beautiful. always shocked by these uh, mangaka that are able to do color and black and white at a high level. Yeah. You know, like page after page of these paintings. They're so attractive. The guy's just a, f yeah, he's a full illustrator, man. And he, and he came up through the Sanpei Shirado school of cartooning. So he's able to sling those watercolors like those Kamui's. Everything. Every tool he's got in his palette there on display. Yeah. A little wet on wet with the backgrounds there. It's gorgeous stuff. 
Ooh, old man Yagyu about to come through. It'd be interesting. Um, Look, I love the depth, like when, when he's able to do that kind of stuff, where you have the foreground leaves and your yeah, background it's leaves. It's so interesting, too, to think of like how you do this now digitally on an iPad. You, yeah. know, you have your, your brushes translucent, so that background you're hitting it once at 25%, but you hit it three or four times to get that foreground very saturated. And then like like this thing where you put them right on top, you know, as like the final accent piece and just creating that mist, full atmosphere. This is the kind of thing that like when you're a little kid and you're doing your first drawing, and you put the twinkle in the iris of, of an eyeball and before your eyes like that eyeball just becomes wet and has more life like when you're adding you know i have a sponge or something and you're adding this weight like that that's a that's the n next level version of that doesn't that say everything mm. talk about restraint too yeah you know the the uh, confidence to do a piece like that but several of these pieces feel that way you know there there are there are paintings that look like, oh, this guy's this master painter, incredible illustrator. And then there's the stuff that's restrained and thoughtful and so who, effective. Who's, the first time you hear of Goseki Kojima from the lips of Frank Miller, think about um, Silent Night. Mm. You that's know? a beautiful, I mean, that's a great example of that restraint. Yeah. Almost a concept. But, uh, but I'm saying this is the cover. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's Marv, you know? Totally cribbed. Let's also a wide pages. range of palette. You know, like he's using a lot of colors. Sometimes you, you think of an artist with a certain palette, but he's all over the map, which I applaud. Um, what's so great about this is to go from all the color work into this black and white, and it almost looks like painting in monochrome. Right. It's incredible how many values and textures he can get in black and white. Just blows my mind. Using the white acrylic, man, to sharpen up those shadows. And, you know, this guy, I, from what I understand, I think it's even maybe in the back matter of those Bunko edition Dark Horse books from back in the day. Uh, I don't think he had assistance. So he turned out the 8,000 pages himself. So when you're busting these lines out, like you're going over the, the holding line. So then you hit it with the white mm. and uh, and it's all gravy. Here's some of your wet on wet, like an ink wash where you can see that, that wet ink yeah. bleeding out. Always fascinating to discover that when it's printed process red, it's actually painted process red like with with that exact color how about that background texture dude like what the fuck is that like you we got the image and we we you still can't crack it yeah that has to be a screen right there's a couple of those things i don't know man because like with screens you could could always see i mean i feel like some spongy kind of thing will handle that like I don't oh see yeah maybe put down the um what's that stuff you put down to do uh, frisket yeah put down frisket to create some of these like openings yeah liquid frisket that's what it and is. then you yeah. can do a sponge or a cloth or something to press in and then you get your uh little paper cement eraser to get the boogers off it's and it's all good love this stuff where you're seeing like that's just one brush stroke yeah those the, the white hairs speedy. and the bluish gray hairs there speedy brush strokes but see some of this kind of stuff the amount of texture that he's doing i mean these are all drawn lines yeah it's wild, and that may be a semi-dry brush, so you're drawing maybe a few of those lines at a time. But overall, and then the textures of stuff like this, it's gorgeous. It's like a big dry brush, and kind of keeping that wavy momentum with all this, you know? Like, so gestural. Like, it's very, very speedy. It is. And, and we see guys, like, they use individual lines, but he's just allowing for some chaos and to see what happens on the page yeah you can really see like the size i think of the brush that's being used on some of these edge strokes so you can see it's it's probably a brush that's trimmed down on the bristles so they're pretty stiff 
and you're able to get you know a quarter of an inch coverage or so. I think this is one of the Tanko bonds that Frank had. I was gonna say, I, there's a lot of Frank Miller there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a canvassy paper also. Because yeah, like when, be. when he's hitting that, you see these like white lines coming up like that and, and it suggests, you see down here too, it, it suggests a textured paper. It's rare that he really uses tone. Man, these scans are so good. I think these came from a manga museum. Yes. Um, and they're just incredible for really getting color on there. And and just back and forth with, with Manola, like he, he had the opportunity to print it bigger, but he would have sacrificed page count. Yeah. And he wanted uh, as many pages as he could uh, get his hands on. I think that's right. You know, like the, these images are so crisp and sharp. Um, it's always great to see the art at full size, but the quality is so good. It's like, hmm. I'll take I'll take the page count. I agree with him. I I'm, I'm happy with that. This is fun. Sunburst, draw your guys, and then hit some white around the edges to create that rim lighting, and then using white for for snow. Yeah. On top white of splatter. On top of your zipatone. Using that spatter for very choppy waters. Great like, water. like this is a guy who fucking can sling some ink and get it to do what he wants. Like, I was like even looking at that face. Yeah, that's amazing. And just all it this. It looks like doodles. It does, man, but I mean, it's all there and it and it is that Toshiro Mifune dude and he's got the kitchen's hairs and shit. It would always, this would always strike me as somebody trying to draw where it's like, you've got lines that are outlines, that are heavy lines, you know, on, on the fingers and stuff. And then you've got like 10 million lines, like some on the fingers, on the face, but they're not lines. They're like, they're textures, they're yeah. values. They're all these other things, even though technically it's all line. And, and just going with a tech pen, you know, Gerhard job right there. It also looks very fast. Yes. Even though it's flawless, like, you know, all the figures, everything looks perfect. Man, I love seeing guys do water and this water is really sharp. Yeah. And there's your full moon zine. So we can represent him in that, in my, in my fantasy zine as well. Um, but, the, but it looks like it's drawn very quick. Like, yeah. I, you know, he's not sitting around looking at these pages. I don't think. No. And, oh dude, isn't that, um. Didn't uh, Neil Adams make a Batman comic like this? <laughs> <laughs> this kind of stuff too, of negative space. The lack of repetition as you go through here, and I liked seeing a crescent moon for a change. <laughs> you, could, you could champion this book purely on composition because there's all over the map in that front too. We'll put the call out once again, dude. Here's that crazy texture again. I wonder if that is a tone. Yeah, just don't know. Uh, we'll put, it, it, maybe it is a sponge, we'll, but we'll put the call out again because there are clearly people out there who are sucking those pages off the net and, and making their books. Two copies to the P.O. Box in the description below this video, please. We will uh, we'll show off your self-published comics as well. Man, the more you look at this stuff too is, Ronin doesn't exist without this. I mean, throwing the sword, right? Like like that that, that moment is in Ronin. I mean, the line work, you know. That was some of my first Miller and it blew me away. And then you see this and you're like, Ooh, he'll, interesting. He'll get everything to, comes from something. Yeah. He'll get to pieces. Manolo will get to pieces where he's, he's zeroing in on panels. Uh, I think, I think some of this work is in, uh, the artist edition. We're, uh, we're going to do a, an episode on, um, copycat artists. Yes. And I wish I would have pulled Ronin to put next to this. It would have been really interesting. I mean, so, you know, so, there's so many elements that are uh, that are on that in that book. Yeah, and I give no shade to that, by the way. No, 
I, it's some of the stuff I love in comics, but you flip through this and it really is pronounced. You know, I mean, this is practically comic book size. So it is like those Ronin pages burn into my head. And then you see this, love this kind of stuff too. We say it all the time. That kind of thing is so much harder to do than you would think. Sure. Sure. And I, I mean, it's pure Hokusai, you know, it's, it's using all the same tools. Boy, the soupiness of the atmosphere too is phenomenal. So master that dry brush. He's keeping them shitty brushes, like you know, in a in a stack right next to his other stuff. This is pretty sweet to see the the your red and black, and the red being that saturated. We haven't seen something like that in here Straight yet. Straight out the bottle. Yeah, it's like one more tool that he has in his belt to use if he's got an idea that takes advantage of it. Mmm. Getting a whole little battle sequence in there. Yeah, getting those two page spreads intact. I believe this sequence is in the uh, the the big artist edition, but that's what I'm saying. Like, even if Dark Horse like shrunk down their existing artist edition or whatever they call their version to that size, that manageable size that you could look at, you know, in bed, it doesn't touch this. This is much better because this has all of that stuff and and more and and like so much more. Figuring out how to represent a field. You know, field of wheat. The toughest <laughs> stuff, man. I remember looking like I had I needed straw and a don't comic. sleep on these kind of things, you know, like like doing believable foliage and, and woods like this. Yeah. You know who's all all great at that is Bassett. I was thinking like, of, I would Yeah, I was thinking peach. Stuff. Yeah. You just put that little piece of foreground stuff in there, it just adds so much freaking depth. Pen drawing some mm -hmm. some like Osama Tezuka leaves and shit. Yeah, they're cartoon leaves. Yeah. I always think of that story of Flair and uh, Eric Bischoff uh, getting into it in the office, and somebody was like, Flair was throwing, uh, was throwing his working punches. <laughs> and I feel like that's what this stuff is. Like, that's a working leave. That's a cartoonist leave. Right. But then he could do this kind of shit. Yeah, to combine the two is, is magnificent. The depth. Oh, Once man. again, in just pen, he's not relegated to needing color to create that depth. He's able to do it this way. This is a screen, and you can see the white, like what the white would do is uh if you had like low fidelity print which this shit was very low fidelity uh and you would notice it um on a lot of paste up lettering uh in in like late 80s 1990s comics you put some a chunk of white at the edges and it smooths the edge so that you don't have a harsh line that's visible when it turns to final black and white line reproduction yeah and you talk about depth not just this foreground but you know, that mountain looks like it's three miles back in the distance. Yeah, yeah, you see no details on it. Oh, man, that's gorgeous, Hitting too. this wow. with some pencil, like some grease pencil or something. I love this kind of panels where, like, you're seeing different drawing in the same panel where this is almost the centerpiece. Yeah. And it's a totally different drawing language than the rest of that page. Clearly on a watercolor paper, this one. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the blue lines or anything like that. You see the... Boy, it's stunning. Texture. You're setting sun in just red, no holding line whatsoever. And and then you paint that you paint through the character, and it just creates that haze that you would get with a camera. Or I get perhaps even your own vision if you see somebody against the sun like that. Sometimes I forget the impact that these artist editions have. It's so uh, inspiring. Like I want to go home and draw so bad after looking through this. This scene right here. Uh, at the end of every episode of Fist of the North Star, the cartoon, you know, it's desolate, post-apocalyptic. And when it cuts to the credits, it's just, it's almost like mas like sadism against all the characters in the show. Because it's just like a beautiful song, and it's just foliage, and the most beautiful blue waters, and 
full fields of corn and, and rice and all kinds of shit when these guys are killing each other for little <laughs> bags of rice. Uh, it's very sadistic. I almost thought that was like dead bodies with butt cheeks. Once again, you know, like you're seeing all kinds of illustration technique in that one panel. What a book. See, this is one of the things where you just zoom in. And I think it is a zoomer because like these are pretty thick lines. Like these are getting reduced up. Mm. Several pages taped together. That's what we're getting right here. So we're getting a tapestry, two page spreads. I don't know how many of these uh, homemade artist editions we're going to get, but I love seeing the design flourishes. Absolutely. Like, what are people including in them? Yeah. Because be at some point, I'm going to design an artist <laughs> edition. Like, it, I have to. If I die of natural cause, I've got to do one. Even if I do a fan one. Um, but seeing, like, what people think of to include, it's it's brilliant to see the little flourishes. Absolutely, man. And, and, and dude, how telling is this, man? Like, when I was doing print-on-demand uh, with, with WYSIWYG and, like, the aughts, yeah. you could not do full bleed. So this is, op you could do that. You know, I was wondering uh, on a lot of this earlier stuff, like, is there no opportunity to do that? Clearly there is. You know, and he's kicking it with the black border on certain things. I would love to know more about this. Like, I'd love to know the cost of this book because, I mean, it's full color throughout. So yeah. what is a 450-page full-color book hardcover cost? Yeah, yeah, you could price it out on these sites too, right? And then this this complete section is in the uh, final uh, artist edition. We, we we commented on that. Look at that hitting that dry brush on the face and just adding all that depth. Whoever scanned these originals did a great job because you get so many of the brush strokes are visible. Yeah, you know it's not blown out levels of just black or white. You really get to see like how he's building hair, you, right. how he's building these masses that look like they're solid black. Like in print, they'd be solid black, but you get to actually see the the build in these scans. Really gorgeous. Oh, and these are super cool, dude, because uh, my buddy Takashi Okazaki, Afro Samurai fame, sent me, like, he hooked me up as a parting gift. You know, J Japan is a very gift-giving culture. Uh, when we first kicked it, he gave me some sets of stickers from uh, the 70s, man, that they made of Lone Wolf and Cub. And uh, these would be, uh, some of these are on the back covers, where it would be, you know, you have the front cover and you just have a pure white, which is like yeah. a little Daigoro. But like these are uh, the stickers. Imagining that is probably like the very first licensing stuff that they did. And look at these, man, just with like Higgins ink. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's really great scans that he's working from. They built in blue, blue lines real early. I feel like, man, if these in the 70s. That makes sense. You know, in an industry that's really speed is essential. But you know what? Their blue lines going back, like in American comics, at least to the 50s, like those EC comics would have pre-printed boards. Yeah, it's true. Doesn't that look printed up and just pasted? Seeing what that looks like or something? It totally does. These are stats. Very cool. Yeah, excellent. Excellent uh, <laughs> addition to the library. And I imagine that uh, we're just not at the level still where you could do end papers because I feel like you would have if it was possible. Uh, on like the print-on-demand service, so that's where we're at with that stuff. But a 450-page Lone Wolf and Cub Artisan Edition uh, is out there; it exists, and uh, there's probably you know five copies of it out there. Yeah, you do wonder like that's the next question because that's where you really get into the legality. Like to make your own, I think is is probably legal. To make some like if other people want this book, and everybody watching this video is going to want this book, right? 
that's where I think you get into <laughs> some some questionable territory, and I don't know how that works. Yeah, me neither. Because if you do your own work, here's the other thing, man. If you're an artist out there and you want your own artist edition, and again, I guess I'm talking to myself, uh, you could make this mm -hmm. and have it available. And it's like, if you want one, you order it from wherever it's, you know, on print on demand. I've seen um, Ken Langraff books that way. Sure. And and it's and it'll be comparable prices, you know, like mm -hmm. like it'll this might be a hundred dollar book. Yeah, it's they're not cheap, but you know you're making one hardcover, full color, four hundred and fifty page book. Like, right. what price do you think it should be? Totally, man. Excellent. Excellent addition to the uh, the the bootleg comic playlist. Excellent addition to uh, the culture of bootleg artist editions. And hit up our uh, PO box in the description below to send us <laughs> your two cop two copies, please, of uh, each of your black uh, black market uh, artist <laughs> editions that you compile from heritage auction sites and comic art fans without further ado like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available and uh hit up our patreon support the channel that way if you like man uh if you support us at the biggest level you're watching this video being recorded at this very moment and you are getting all the videos before anybody else but jimmy tell the people what books you have out there that you're excited about man hulk grand design is coming out late february and we have had reports already of it selling out at some amazon countries so grab that now pre-order it let your comic shop know you want a copy because those are going fast thank you all for that street angel deadliest girl alive and princess of poverty and the plain janes are the rest of my books that are in print and available uh join me on patreon.com slash jim rug where you can see lots more of my art download out of print zines and minis my most recent post on there is about my recent oil paintings so join me there and uh pre-order hulk grand design today we're uh we're soliciting the new Red Room comics for 2023. Red Room Crypto Killers issue one is being uh, offered to comic shops right now. So you got to let your shop know that you want that comic, man, so they can put in that, that order for you. Uh, there are two trade paperbacks of that out in the wild as we speak. I'm serializing the Red Room comics on my own Patreon. Hip Hop Family Tree celebrating its 10 year anniversary. X-Men Grand Design is out there and also WYSIWYG support the books and more videos happen. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out there, dude. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, stickers, hats, fanny packs, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also below the video. Another great way to support the channel. Give them those marching orders. We'll be on our way, Jim. Make more comics.